internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. SkyPilotRadio.com This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. I'm your host, Alex Jones. And I'm going to be in and about the office today doing a lot of important work behind the scenes that takes a bit of generaling. But... We've got Will Johnson, one of my favorite talk show hosts, who's visiting us in town. We're a sponsor of his own independent show on YouTube and other platforms that reaches millions of people a week. But he's come to town to work with us on some projects, and I decided to have him host today. He'll be hosting some of the War Room this week when Owen's up in D.C. uh, covering the big event up there with the uh, Trump White House social media summit as Trump prepares to take action against censorship. But he's going to be here. David Knight's going to pop in as a guest. Uh, ben Garrison, uh, the great cartoonist, is going to pop in as a guest. And some other surprise guests today. But I really like Will Johnson because he's a smart guy. He's a loving guy. And he, 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 he's smooth and has a lot of confidence and really cares. And I've seen him go out and do these prayer meetings in California where the left comes out, sometimes up to 1,000 Antifa, to attack him and just 50 people. Uh, and, they, and they stood their ground when it happened, and that's what got Pelosi to finally admit that Antifa was bad last year, was, was, was Will Johnson and others. So he certainly paid his dues in the last few years in the fights against the globalists, and we're just excited to know there are independent reporters like him out there. So he's going to be piloting the good ship InfoWars today uh, until Owen Schroyer takes over. And then Owen's getting on an airplane to go to Washington, D.C. for all the huge coverage we're going to have there. Uh, but good things are happening. The whole globalist pedophile rings are being exposed. The world government's being exposed. Big pharma's being exposed. Uh, the open borders are being exposed. So much is happening because you've been steadfast and we've held the course. But now, more than ever, we've got to continue to focus, continue to spread the word, because only your word of mouth can override the globalist and their censorship. So, however you're watching on local TV or listening to local radio or watching us at InfoWars.com forward slash show, or however you're watching or listening, download the shows, share them. There's no copyright. There's no tr- just, just get them out there because you are overriding the AI at Google. You're overriding the censorship at Apple and Facebook and Twitter. You're doing it. We're winning, but just barely. A year ago, we were losing, but you, you, you can see the growth curve. We're going over the top. You know, can you make the top of the mountain? It's all downhill from there, which means it's a lot easier from there. We're going over. summits right there but their best troops are dug in they're demoralized they know they're losing but damn it they've been ordered to fight to the death so we've got to be ready to be lied about to be demonized they're gonna try to put us in prison like tommy robinson they're gonna try to set me up like with the child porn but the truth is they're out of bullets politically people don't believe a word they're saying anymore and that's what's exciting and their latest attacks on us have only intensified the support but that's good 
because I've got all these operations I'm ready to launch. Believe me, what you see on InfoWars is only the surface. Beneath the surface, we are doing a lot of things and a lot of organizations and a lot of groups count on you. I'm just the conductor here, but you're the lightning. You're the music. You're the fire. You're all the instruments. And when you take action, nothing on earth can stop you. So I can't tell you about these initiatives. And in years down the road, just so you get some satisfaction, I'll let you know some of the stuff you financed and did. But let me tell you, it's dramatic and it's powerful. And the truth is nobody else is willing to do this, but you've been willing to do it. We've been willing to take it on the chin and we're coming through the fire together. So thank you all. Coming up after the break, Will Johnson's going to take over. It's going to be quite a broadcast. Uh, Coming up this Thursday through Friday, 34-hour broadcast, 1776 Worldwide. We've got reporters in D.C. uh, covering the big Trump summit inside and outside. And the after events, there are going to be great intel with the top memers and top social media battlers of globalists. This is one incredible time to be alive. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Self-made billionaire, classic Texan. But more than anything, he did really care about people, as his son said in a statement today to the Dallas Morning News. And he knew that Canada had opened its border to the U.S., that their wages had gone down by half in major industrial jobs and manufacturing and other areas. He understood that lowering our wages wouldn't help the third world. In the end, it would be a giant sucking sound that would end up in China and that would let the authoritarians that control China dominate world trade. That was back in 1991 and 1992 that he talked about the giant sucking stallion, got out his charts and graphs and showed the world the facts. And guess what? Exactly what Ross Perot said would happen, happened. Now we have a 2.0 type Ross Perot, Donald John Trump, who even back at the time that Ross Perot was going on television talking about open borders and globalism being bad, Donald Trump was saying the exact same things on Oprah Winfrey and even on CNN. So we owe a debt, a big debt to Ross Perot. And just like Donald Trump gets attacked and Donald Trump gets lied about, Ross Perot got attacked and Ross Perot got lied about. That's why when you see InfoWars being lied about with them saying the most incredible things you could, just the worst things with no proof that we're over the target. And that's why I love this audience and appreciate you all so much because think about how far we've come since the days of Barry Goldwater and the John Birch Society and Ron Paul in the 1980s and everybody else that came before us, Larry McDonald, countless others, Cleon Skousen, so many others that were attacked and audited and imprisoned, Congressman Hansen, and killed uh, like Congressman Begich for exposing these things. There were Democrats, there were Republicans, like Senator Frank Church and others, that told the truth and exposed this whole system when it was in its infancy. But now the New World Order is not in its infancy. It's up on its hind legs, and it's trying to take the planet over and trying to destroy the nation state and using third world populations that they've already exploited to now be used as weapons against us. The truth is globalism is bad for everybody but the mega offshore banks who have designed it. It is a post-human system that's being set up. And Ross Perot, say whatever you want about him, cared about people. 
cared about markets, understood like Henry Ford did that you've got to make the markets serve people, not people serve the markets. And that's where the purest libertarians funded by the Koch brothers and others are absolutely wrong. Because in the final equation, they're all being subsidized by the welfare state. Walmart, the Koch brothers, all of them. And so the system that they've developed that they claim is libertarian is actually crony capitalism and nothing but exploitive. So boy voyage on your trip, Mr. Perot. Hope to see you someday at the next level. Now we're going to go back to the live feed with an amazing talk show host who's visiting us here in Austin, Texas, Will Johnson. And then I'm going to pop back in with a couple other reports on the huge developments on the Epstein uh, pedophile situation and the fact that Ann Coulter is now saying what I've been telling you for seven or eight years, that Robert Mueller was controlling him and using him with cameras in his house and on the airplanes to blackmail powerful businessmen. And that's now all coming out. And the powerful businessmen they were never able to set up was Donald John Trump. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Roger Stone is going to be coming on the show tomorrow. Not to talk about the stupid Russiagate stuff, but Epstein and so many other big things that are happening and unfolding. So be sure and look forward to that. And Paul Joseph Watson is going to be hosting the fourth hour today. There are so many huge developments, I can't cover them all. They're at Infowars.com. They're at Newswars.com. The Russian government has said that what's happening to Tommy Robinson is wrong, that he's being persecuted. DrudgeReport.com, in the middle column, has linked to his powerful interview yesterday with us, his plea to President Trump for amnesty. As a political dissident, as a journalist being persecuted, the left has hit the comment section and is saying, oh, perfect, he's against refugees and asylum seekers, but now he wants asylum here. Here's the difference. He was born in England, born in the UK, where we get our Magna Carta, our due process, our whole systems. He is a famous journalist. He is facing long prison sentences for exposing pedophile rings and simply covering them. No one else has ever been given sentences like this. He's the textbook example of who we should be bringing into the country, whether they be black or white, old or young, Muslim or Christian, if they're actual well-known journalists facing prison sentences for reporting. That's why we bring in hundreds of people a year from Cuba and China and others, and they're given political asylum as journalists. Tommy Robinson is the textbook case for this and is facing death if they send him back to prison Thursday, which they're signaling they're going to do. I talked to Tommy this morning. He's with lawyers today, but he will be joining us again live on the show tomorrow. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things are happening. All right, back to Will Johnson hosting the show. David Knight's coming up. We also have uh, a lot of other people, Ben Garrison, coming on. So this is going to be an amazing transmission. Please continue to do your amazing part. Without you or nothing, tell everyone you know on every forum and every facet and every email and every text message and word of mouth about Infowars.com and Newswars.com. Tomorrow's news today. Infowars, the most banned network in the world. To prosecute wars takes a lot of money. And if you look at the communists, they'll rob banks, they'll sell children to sex slavery, uh, they'll hold people ransom for money for the revolutions. But that's not how our founding fathers did it. 
They just robbed British gold shipments and killed people. We're not doing any of that. We're just selling T-shirts and books and films and air filtration and non-GMO heirloom seeds, a general store of high-quality products at great prices. And so we have our new special, and it is the biggest special we've ever had. The last special we had was basically Christmas in July. It's the best specials we do, 50% off, free shipping, stuff like that. This new special, if you take advantage of all the sales that are there, is 75% off more than 30 items. The average item is 50% off. So the sale runs the gambit, the gauntlet, from 75% off to 25% off. And there's a bunch of other specials too. Uh, A dozen items are $17.76. Some of these items retail for $50 and we've never sold them for this price. But it's true. I've habituated the audience to big sales. And the audience is smart. They know, wow, these are really good deals on the air filtration, the water filtration, the seeds, the supplements. Here's an example. Nobody ever put 15 plus dollars into a turmeric formula. Our body's ultimate turmeric formula has at least $15 of product in it, not counting shipping and marketing. Everything goes in the cost. The leading competitor puts $5 in the bottle. It's the strongest turmeric extract with all the other key coenzymes. If you don't know about turmeric, you need to learn about it. If you don't know about bodies, you should find out about it. That's one product. And ladies and gentlemen, it is the highest discount we've ever offered on it. 75% off. It's, it's just crazy. Infowarsstore.com is the main site. Infowarslife.com uh, is the supplement area. It takes you right to that. And in a celebration of the amazing victories we're having against tyranny, we are having the 1776 worldwide sale that we are just launching. And a lot of these products, like X2, are on the verge of selling out, brain force and things. But whether it's Winter Sun or Icarin or Bio, PCA or Flora Life or Gut Fusion, all shirts and hats, including the new Betsy Ross 1776, are also discounted for 1776. So everything is is on sale, okay, at InfoWarsStore.com, and that's how we fund this operation. And again, I can't tell you about all the initiatives we're involved in because when my name's on it, the enemy tries to shut it down. You you already understand that. But what you see visibly at InfoWars is the tip of the iceberg. There's a giant mountain under the water and we are doing amazing things thanks to your support. There is nowhere on earth where you can financially invest, get great products back and know that you are fueling an explosive zeitgeist. Attention GCN self-reliance listeners. If you've ever wanted an emergency solar survival backup system but were waiting for prices too crazy to pass up, this will be the most important message you'll ever hear. Bill Hyde here, and I want to tell you about a huge sale with historically low prices on our PPX microgrid system that's going to let you produce an endless supply of electricity off the grid. The clearance price is a result of the historic flooding we're having here right on the east bank of the Mississippi. Because of the flooding, we've had to move a lot of our inventory to a temporary location 
station, and rather than move it back to the warehouse, we thought we'd offer the system at a price that might seem unbelievable if you didn't know the floodwaters backstory. So here's what you should do right now. Check out the PPX microgrid system at myownpowergrid.com. That's myownpowergrid.com. Over $1,000 in great off-the-grid gear and a ton of bonuses too. And the best part? You're not going to pay $750 or $500, $300, or even $200. Go to myownpowergrid.com to learn more. That's myownpowergrid.com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news. Today, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show with Will Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Will Johnson. This is The Alex Jones Show. I have the honor and privilege to be here today. Um, this is such a an excitement time. There's so much happening in the news. There's is. It's absolutely remarkable what's happening. Um, let me let me talk a little bit about myself just for a second. I really don't like talking about myself, but I have to just to get it off my chest. Um, I had no idea that I would be sitting in this chair today. This is such an, uh, an amazing thing for me. It's such a blessing. I never imagined just to give a brief description, my name is Will Johnson. I was living in California. I moved to Texas, not anticipating that I would be sitting in this chair today. Um, I was laid off my job and I said, I'm going to get into to this fight 100% that's happening in America. And here I am today. And I've been speaking out vocally, loudly for, for over three years now and never imagined that I would be here. And I want to say I give God all glory that I am here. So with that said, a lot of times uh, I would listen to Alex in the morning and I would commute to work. I would listen to Alex and he would talk about how he has his operation going and he needs everyone to support him, everyone to help him. And when I got here, I could I absolutely could see now, I don't haven't seen everything, of course, but all the people that he has working here, all the wonderful people that I've come in contact with here at InfoWars. It really 
set the stage. It really set what I what what he was talking about. I could visibly see what he was talking about. And it's so important that people support Infowars. You know, you have the, the liberal media, you have Democrats, you have all of the socialist left attacking Infowars, and Infowars is at the tip of the spear. And here I am sitting in this chair, the hottest chair in America next to the one in the Oval Office. This is it right here, the hottest chair in America. And when the was it Brian Stelter said that Trump is the Infowars president. And I was just that's just wonderful because Alex Jones, he is the general General Jones. And, you know, there's there's different ranks when you when you're a general, you can have a one star, two star, three star, all the way up to five star. And Alex Jones is the five star general. He's the highest you can be. He is the five star general. And he has created something here that is just absolutely remarkable. He is at the top. He's he's been on top of this from day one. And people don't even recognize how much he has done here. And I come here and I'm just at awe. It's just so amazing. And for me to be in this seat, sitting here to be able to talk to so many people and to talk about what's happening in the world is a great honor. Okay, so let's get into some of the news. I mean, so we already heard about Ross Perot dying. Um, I, you know, I'd, Ross Perot was before my time. You know, so before I even was looking at uh, even into politics, I mean, I heard about Ross Perot back in the day, but he was completely before my time. And Alex Jones, he has all the details on Ross Perot and he can give you so much more information than I can. But, you know, we always have to say a prayer and a loss for the dead. Right. We never want to ill will for anybody because at one day, at one point, we all have to go there at one day. We all have to we all have that appointment. We don't know when, but we all have that appointment. So one thing that has happened has been happening in the news is you have these leftists going into supermarkets and they're licking ice cream. Now they're spitting in tea. And um, you, you, one would have to think what is going on in their mind to do such a thing. You know, I mean, so when I go into the store, I'm thinking about when I'm going to buy and take home and eat for later. Or if I'm going to buy something in a store, I'm going to take it outside and eat it right then. But you have people deliberately going into these supermarkets, going into these stores and they're eating the ice cream and then they're putting it back. I mean, at what point did they start thinking that this was okay? And who started, you know, I mean, who, who came up with the idea? Let's do this and record it and see if it goes viral. This is, is this something that is normal? No, it's not normal. But this is the normalcy for the liberals. This is what's going on in their mind. And I truly believe that we're in a time to where the liberals, the leftists, they want to go to the extreme. That's why we're seeing this stuff. They go to the extreme. Let's see how far we can take this insanity. And for this to be taking place today in the year 2019, it's like we're almost going back. It's like we're becoming savages all over again. And it's 100 percent the left. 
Now, if you know what, if it was conservatives doing this, you would have CNN, ABC, CBS, all of the alphabet network soup group, liberal media talking about it. Look what Trump supporters are doing. Look what Trump supporters are doing. They're licking food and putting it back on the shelf. But you know what? Right now they say nothing about it. Like this is okay. This is what's expected of the left. Do something extremely crazy, extremely crazy. And then guess what? It's okay. Why? Because we're leftists. As long as we're leftists when we do this, it's okay. So now you have to have police officers standing in front of ice cream. I mean, seriously, come on, people. Police officers should be doing something else. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe now that they have police officers standing in front of ice cream, that's racist, right? Because the left, always they're always calling police officers racist. So maybe police officers standing in front of ice cream is now racist. Oh, my goodness. Are they going to protect the vanilla or are they going to protect the chocolate? Which one are they going to protect first? <laughs> <laughs> this is the police officers having to protect ice cream. This is the insanity that we're living in, in America, on the planet Earth today. Who thought of this crazy stuff? I mean, you know, if I and now when I go in, I don't even want to buy. And you know, I don't even buy ice cream that comes in a tub, especially after this. And then tea. I only buy the tea if the tea hasn't have have not had the seal broken on it. Some tea, when you buy it, it, has a seal on it. You have to make sure the seal is there because if the seal is not there and I walk outside and I come and I open it up and the seal's been broken, I'm going to return that tea wherever I buy it from. No matter what the drink is, I'm going to return it. I'm going to tell them that the seal was broken. And if they have issue with it, I'm going to say, maybe you need to call the police because someone is tampering with the food in your establishment. We should not be experiencing this in the year 2019. I'm not... You know what? Really, the left would love to blame President Trump for this because the left has been doing everything crazy, crazy, crazy after President Trump won in 2016. Think about it. Now, we had crazy people in the past, but it's never been this crazy. They are going to a new plateau with their craziness and they're not going to stop. They like the craziness. They enjoy their craziness. That's why they're doing it. And we're going to see more of it. More after this break. My name is Will Johnson, and this is The Alex Jones Show. Finally, there's a way for you to get into the blockchain, the hottest financial sector without all the speculation. Now, enjoy a 27% annualized payment each month without the ups and downs of Bitcoin. Seen on programs broadcast on Fox Business News, blockchain data centers offer an equipment leasing program in the explosive digital asset marketplace. Inspired by entrepreneurs who sold picks and shovels during the gold rush, the money is in the mining equipment used to manufacture dozens of critical digital assets. Not a security IPO or note, blockchain data centers have approved turnkey equipment sale leaseback program with a 27% annualized lease payment deposited into your bank account each month. Don't miss this one. Stake your claim today. Call 800-600-3388. That's 800-600-3388. These valuable lease contracts won't last long. Call now. 800-600-3388. 800-600-3388. Equipment offer poses a financial risk to owners. Consult with financial professionals before purchasing. Not an offer to buy or sell a security which requires an offering document. As we witness, this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Will Johnson, and this is the Alex Jones Show. What a wonderful time this is. What an amazing time to be alive. You know, with everything going on, you would think that at some point the left would be like, okay, we're going a little bit too far. We're, our craziness is going a little overboard. Maybe we should dial it back. But they don't dial it back. They keep going and going and going and going. Um, I think before 2020 gets here, which is a short time, we're going to see so much more insanity from the left. I think they're going to go to the extreme. I mean, everything that they do is just completely insane. Think about it. So let me give you an example. You know, I just talked about the ice cream and how now you have police officers, they're guarding the uh, the cabinets that's holding the ice cream, you know, chocolate ice cream matters. <laughs> I mean, so they're going to make it racist, right? They probably will. I mean, I wouldn't put it past these leftists to make it racist. I mean, it's just crazy. The insanity that we're seeing today is coming from somewhere. And I truly believe that we're in a spiritual battle. This spiritual battle that we're seeing is intensifying. Why else do you think that they would be going to the extreme with their insanity? This spiritual battle, you have demons taking over the minds of people, convincing them to do this insanity, to do crazy things. No one expected this. I mean, seriously? Well, I would take it back. You've had people in the past talk about how liberalism would come, you know, and our fascism would come in the form of liberalism. You know, we've seen that. We've heard that. And here it is. I think what it is, no one just anticipated that it would happen this soon or today in the year 2019. They are just insane. I mean, it's to the point now they're telling, you know, young boys, young girls, young ladies, that you don't have to be the way God created you. You can be something entirely different. If you want to be a doorknob, you can. If you feel like it, you can be a doorknob. This is the way they're teaching children. You know, it's the whole thing with the whole transgender dragon queen, dragon story telling time where they're trying to indoctrinate the children today. So when they become young adults, they can say this is the norm. It's insane. It's insane. Let me change subjects a little bit here. Let's talk about making America great again. So Nancy Pelosi, she she's here in the news recently talking about making America or she's saying basically that President Trump wants to make America white again. You know, if you really think about that, when did America or when was America ever just white? Because we've always had Indians here. There's always been black people here regardless of how many Democrats put them on slave ship or liberalism or people on the left put them on slave ships and brought them here. It's always been diverse in America. So it's never been strictly just white. But see, they want to push this narrative that President Trump is only about white people or the Republican Party is only about white people when the Republican Party was created to help black people. It was created I want to emphasize on that. Create it to help black people altogether. 
But you have the Democrats. They don't like that. So that's why the Democrats completely fight against the Republicans on everything that they do. And since I've been speaking out and since I've been doing this and since I woke up to what the Democrats have been doing to black people, I come to realize and I recognize that the Democrats. Every single time you have Republicans that put something in place that will benefit black people, Democrats will step in to try to stop it. The Civil Rights Act. Who was against that? Democrats. Black people voting. Who was against that? Democrats. Ending slavery by the Republicans. Who wanted to stop that? Democrats. Black people being on welfare, being in the ghettos, living in these situations. Who wanted to stop that? Democrats wanted to continue it, but Republicans wanted to stop it. It's always been Democrats that always come in and try to change and reverse everything that Republicans did that were good for black people. And then they want to try to change it to make it look like they take credit for it. It's always been, it's the common denominator has always been Democrats coming into play, trying to reverse everything positive that Republicans did for black people. And here it is. We're seeing it today. It's happening all over again. President Trump, prison reform, now, the Democrats, they act like they're for it, but really they're against it because President Trump will take credit for it. They don't want to give President Trump credit for it. And let me tell you, making America great. You know what that means for me as a black male in this country? Making America great means that we are going to have fathers in the household. That's what it means to me. It means that we're going to teach we're going to teach children to be respectful to the elders. That's what it means to me. Making America great again says that we are going to have students and black males and just children in general respect law enforcement. And ultimately, God. See, right now, the Democrats, they want to take the whole thing and twist it and make it look like America. Make America great again is only specifically for white people. I mean, they what it is, the Democrats are excluding black people in all of this. What about making America great for black people? They don't even say that. You can't say it's BLM, Black Lives Matter, because then Black Lives Matter, they exclude white people. When you talk about America, that is the biggest difference between Republicans and Democrats. Republicans will talk about Americans as a whole, but you have liberals only talk about specific groups. Why? Because they want to do that to divide us. And you have the same thing with the whole Nike coming out. Yes, absolutely. Bessie Ford. And see, now to my understanding, to my understanding, she was against slavery. And you have Kaepernick coming out there talking about how, oh, this is so bad. This is so bad. This is the model of the left. Find something that's good. Find something that's going to benefit the American people and see how you can destroy it. That is it. That's the ultimate goal here. Destroy everything. Take something that is good and destroy it. That has been the model of the Democrat left. And that's what they are about today. And in my in my personal on UnitedAmericaFirst.com, I'm always talking about how the Democrats support everything of Satan. And I still say that today because everything that they do when they support, when they do these crazy things for as, as abortion, telling little Johnny that he can be little Kimberly going against everything of God. 
Now, am I saying the Republicans are angels? Absolutely not. We're all sinners. But you don't have you only have one group that's openly supporting everything of Satan. And that is the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party also created the KKK. This is nothing new that I am telling you. Everyone is aware of all of this. But making America great again means that I have the opportunity to sit in the chair that I'm sitting in right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's making America great again. What an honor, what a blessing for me to be sitting in this chair and they have the nerve, the audacity to sit there and say that because you're white, because you were born white, that you're automatically a neo-Nazi white supremacist. That's because they have nothing credible to say. Infowars.com is where the truth is at. This is at the tip of the spear. Is at the tip of the spear. All right, after this break, we're going to come back with more. And during this break, I'm going to sip on my Turbo Force. I like to put it in hot tea and sip it. It's wonderful. Get your Turbo Force today at InfoWarsStore.com. That's how you support the fight with all of us. See you back in a minute. God bless. I talk about this on the air, and I, and I know it sinks into people, but I've decided that we're going to kind of reboot all our supplements, and that if you go back five, six years ago, before all the censorship and attacks and fake lawsuits and the rest of it, I would talk about how great the products are and how they were the best and why they were, and I'd have doctors on and experts to explain why they were so good. And instead, the last few years, I'm like, hey, we need to really support us, or they'll shut us down. The biggest thing people like to buy is supplements because they know how great they are and how wonderful they were. And the left always has headlines everywhere. Jones sells unapproved supplements that he claims are supplements. No, under federal law since 1996, you can't say that a supplement has been through the FDA because they have no jurisdiction and won't look at it. But then they say you've got to say it's not approved by them. And all drugs are is the system trying to tweak what's in Mother Nature and manipulate it and do different things. And a lot of drugs work great. They have side effects, not with Mother Nature, but Big Pharma doesn't want you knowing about God's medicine chest. Infowarstore.com or triple eight two five three three one three nine. Serving with InfoWars is a great honor, but I still need my morning coffee. And luckily, our break room at the InfoWars headquarters is stocked full of high-quality InfoWars store Patriot Blend coffee. Grown in the high mountains of southern Mexico, the Chiapas farmers grow 100% organic, non-GMO coffee at the ideal altitude for the perfect cup. A robust coffee with great flavor and mild acidity. There has never been a more important time to support InfoWars. So if you love coffee and if you want to fight for freedom, then you can help. Order now at the InfoWars store. Sign up for AutoShip and get your own high-quality supply of Patriot Blend coffee delivered right to your door at InfoWarsStore.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Thank you. 
All right. Welcome back. This is the Alex Jones Show. My name is Will Johnson. I have the honor and privilege to be sitting next to David Knight. Thank oh, you thank for you. thank you for uh, joining me in this uh, wonderful time. Well, it's an honor <laughs> to have you join us here, Will. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's to me. I'm still at awe that I'm actually sitting in this chair. <laughs> you know, I mean, the reason why I yeah, said it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's strange. You watch something and and then all of a sudden you're on that set. It's, it's really kind of strange. That yeah, was my it is. When it, I first came here too. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, well. Uh, a week ago, I was laid off my job, oh. and I just up and moved my family here to Texas, not anticipating that I would be sitting in this chair today. Oh, wow. wow. So, I mean, look at God. Well, welcome. Look at God. I mean, I give <laughs> God right. all credit. That's you know, right. God is an awesome God. So, Yeah, providence was talked about all the time by the founding fathers, wasn't it? And it's not just for nations. It's especially for each of us individually. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, in the last uh, segment, I was talking about making America white again and also with, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's insanity of the I left. said, no, no, no. The acronym I, I said today was we got to say uh, uh, count American citizens again. That's CACA. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Either that we're going to wind up with an S whole country, right? <laughs> so that should be the new motto. CACA. You know, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Why? Why is it racist that? If you want to count American citizens, that that why is it racist? I mean, to me, this doesn't make any sense. How well, is and why it is it racist? You it know, isn't because everything is racist. That's the tool that they use to make sure that they can oppose you. And, and again, if you look at what they're saying, well, you, you've got NPR and other people saying, well, look at what President Trump said Friday as he's heading out to the airplane. He's saying, well, it, it's about apportioning districts as well as uh, how you're going to do the money. Well, that's exactly the same thing that a California judge said. California judge said, if you ask this question, it's going to cost California uh, political power and it's going to cost them money. The California judge can say that, but President Trump can't. And it's true. It is about that. It is about a raw exercise of power. And I said, as important as that citizenship question is, and it is very important because that's how... They're going to allocate political power. Even if they don't give the vote to foreign citizens criminally trespassing in the United States, then they're going to have more people in the census, which means that California will get more seats in Congress and more seats in the Electoral College. So it is a very important question, uh, and that's a reason why it should be on the census. But now they're coming back and they're saying, even Judge Napolitano this morning when I was getting coffee, was saying, well, you know, you've got to give the judges a reason for why you, you can ask any question you want. But you got to give them a good reason for why you ask that question. It's like, no, you don't. That's a lawyer talking. Uh, <laughs> Judge Napolitano is basically a lawyer. You don't need to have the presidency bow mm. down to the judiciary, to the judges, to every single. We got thirty five hundred uh, federal judges. He doesn't have to get unanimous approval of every one of those judges. One federal judge should not be able to blackball a presidential policy when he has that authority. And that's the most important question. It is a question of authority. And if mm -hmm. President Trump were to successfully push back against these people by doing something like an executive order, that would be the most important thing that he's done in his presidency, because that's how they're blocking him everywhere. Andrew Jackson did that. Andrew Jackson hmm. said to the Supreme Court, all right, they've made their decision. Let's see them enforce it. They don't have the ability. So because the Democrats know that they're going to lose power, lose seats, let's make up something and say it's racist. Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. No. Has nothing to do with being racist. I mean, if you're an American citizen, yeah, raise your hand. Yeah. Is that racist? All of a sudden, that is racist. That doesn't make a lick of sense. That's, but, you know, that is the tactics of the left. That's right. Make up something, make it racist, and then we'll just go at, with it at that angle. Well, the other part of this is that they want to go and these judges say, uh, okay, I can say that it's about money and political power, but President Trump can't say that. And if President Trump says that, 
That is evidence of bias. So these judges put themselves mm. in the position of saying, I'm going to base my ruling not on what the Constitution says the president has authority on. I'm not going to base my ruling on what the law says. I'm not going to base it on any of that stuff. I'm going to base my ruling on what I think he thinks, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so, you mm-hmm. know, well, they got Karnak, the uh, Magnificent, you know, my, I've read this envelope here, and I can discern what his impure motives were. He's obviously racist. Uh, look at his supporters. All these people are deplorable. They're racist. Because he's racist, that means that this law, even though it is technically correct, even though he has the power, the delegated power to do that, even though he has the authority to do that, I'm not going to allow that because I don't like his motives as I imagine them. Yeah, I mean... I was just looking at it and I just, how were they able to do this? And like you said, you have one judge that come in and they just, one judge changed everything. And it's a leftist judge, of course, one probably appointed by Obama. Well, look at what's happening with Congress. Congress has abdicated their authority to the administrative state. All these different three-letter bureaucracies that just write the rules for us. And then if it's a rule that we violate, we don't have any constitutional protections of due process. We don't have the presumption of innocence. We don't have any protection against excessive fines. Mm. We don't have due process. They can come in and say, you violated that. It started with the IRS. Now they're all doing that. Remember when the FAA said, uh, if you don't register your toy drone with us, we're going to fine you twenty five dollars Yes, I remember that, yes. People push back against that. But it, it has to, we, we've had our... Uh, our elected representatives in Congress abdicate their authority. Rand Paul is the only person and a couple of people in Congress who've worked with him on what he calls the Reins Act, trying to rein in the overreach of the bureaucracy. But for the most part, Congress has abdicated its authority to the administrative state, to these bureaucracies. The presidencies, including President Trump's so far, have abdicated their executive power to the judicial branch. And so it's a very important thing for us to get that back because right now, we have a situation where we have not only taxation without representation, mm-hmm. we have legislation without representation. We have these unelected bureaucrats who are there for life and we can't get rid of them. And they're dictating and shutting down every aspect of President Trump. I mean, even the uh, when he had the uh, immigration restrictions, they called it a Muslim ban. And he had seven different countries. Uh, one of them was North Korea. I forget uh, one of the other ones that was not Muslim. But he, two of them were obviously not Muslim. North Korea is not Muslim, by the way. And <laughs> then he had five Muslim countries. Well, that's only 10% of all the Muslim countries in the world. These were countries that Obama had gone to war with. Right. And they called it racist. And they yep. said, you can't do that. And those federal judges who shut that down. Yep, it's the exact same thing again. Everything that President Trump does is racist. For example, mm-hmm. the 4th of July. <laughs> Fourth of July has all of a sudden now become racist. I mean, it's 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 insane. The left they will not stop going above and beyond their own insanity, trying to make everything look racist or completely against America. The Fourth of July. I know uh, Alex Jones. He was talking about uh, uh, Trump's speech on the fourth, and it was absolutely a wonderful speech. And, of course, you have the left again trying to make it look like that it was racist or the 4th of July now is all of a sudden about Trump and Trump only. Well, here's the thing about the 4th of July and why they want to make it about slavery and so forth. They want to go back and have you focus on their interpretation of history 200 years ago so that Mm. you don't pay attention to the fact that you are now a slave today. Each and every one of us, regardless Mm. of what our skin color is, We are each of us a slave to the federal government and these regulatory agencies that rule over us and make these rules. And if if you were and they want to get us fighting with each other so we don't fight with them. 
yeah. to try to get our freedom back. Yeah, exactly. We're, uh, we're like all the little ants and they don't want yeah. to distract. Oh, you yeah. know, it's the same thing like with the history. You know, they want to go back and change the history to where to make it look like the Democrats have always been for minorities and black people and women, which is that, that has not been the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about that a little bit earlier, how every time the Republican Party came up with something that's going to benefit black people, the Democrats would step in to try to reverse it or try yeah, to Burgess stop Owens. it. Yeah, they, I mean, that's the common denominator. <laughs> it's always been that. for reparations. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Thank you. I, I didn't even mention that one. The yeah. Republicans came up with reparations. The Democrats reversed it when they when they gave it to uh, black people, 40 acres and a mule. Democrats came in and said, no, you're not going to have it. So you have to give this property over to your former slave owners. It's well, always been that. Here's the thing that's most amazing. Kamala Harris comes up with her first, uh, you know, she was one of the first ones to jump into reparations. In fact, in spite of the fact that she's not African-American, that nobody in her family was ever enslaved. Her father was Jamaican, uh, bragged about the fact they owned slaves. Her mother was from India. Now, she comes up with, I think, probably the first... A concrete proposal for how to do reparations. And she said she wants to give $25,000 to uh, every black individual who makes up to $100,000 or a black head of household that makes up to $125,000 in the, head, in the household income. Now think about that. You know, as you had the, uh, the, the black writer for Quillette saying, he said, look, uh, my parents or grandparents, they might have had your know, great-grandparents who were slaves, or my parents who suffered under Jim Crow, they had standing to do something about this. They could have sued about this because I've had a lot of privileges. And he goes, so you're going to take money from a poor white Appalachian uh, worker and you're going to give it to me when I'm making a six-figure salary? And that's exactly what Kamala Harris wants to do. It's absolutely amazing. She put a price tag on it. $100 billion of racism right there from Kamala Harris. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show more insanity from the left. Yeah. Be as crazy as you can be because that's what everyone wants to see. All right. We are on the Alex Jones Show. Will Johnson, David Knight. We will be right back after this break. See you in a minute. As we gather this evening in the joy of freedom, we remember that all share a truly extraordinary heritage. Together, we are part of one of the greatest stories ever told, the story of America. It is the epic tale of a great nation whose people have risked everything for what they know is right and what they know is true. As long as we stay true to our cause, as long as we remember our great history, as long as we never, ever stop fighting for a better future, then there will be nothing that America can not do. Infowars.com, tomorrow's news today. Full power of the Republic in the name of Jesus Christ. Full power! Damn the torpedoes, go straight at them. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. Divide and conquer. Turn man against woman, woman against man, father against son, black against white. It just goes on and on. And now we see every sporting event. Every human action that takes place, 
being turned into an attempt to manipulate human minds and turn us against each other. And who's doing it? A consortium of big, powerful, exploitive megacorporations who just 50 years ago made about 20% of the profit for themselves. Now they get 70%. But they're the ones all day telling you about inequity between black people and white people and old people and young people and people of the third world, people of the first world, because it's a distraction from what they're doing, a rear guard action. Look at this headline by Paul Joseph Watson, Infowars.com. Equal pay? Women's World Cup brings in $131 million compared to men's, which earned $6 billion. Now, if something has $6 billion coming in versus $131 million, who's going to get paid more? You know, it's kind of like if a movie comes out that costs $100 million to make, but it makes $500 million. Do the producers make more money on that versus a movie that costs a million to make that makes 20 million? A fifth grader would say that the one that makes the hundreds of millions more, that the people would get paid more. And if people in history chose to go see women's sporting events more than they would see men's, the women would be paid more. Now, I know our audience understands this, but when you pull back and you see the women's team from the U.S. winning and it being turned into an America-hating, throw American flags on the ground, bitch and complain, demand more funding, that's not going to get more money to the women. In fact, just like the NFL, pay is set to be cut because NFL viewership is down about 39% from four years ago because of all of the Kaepernick-type garbage. People are tuning out of this crap. Hollywood's bottom line is getting smaller and smaller because no one wants to go see movies with all the politically correct garbage. But why does the system keep doing it? Because if you look at the profits, hundreds of billions a year by Hollywood, hundreds of billions a year by sports, it's still a fraction of the trillions and trillions a day in digital money transfers that the globalists have created out of thin air. You've got Facebook coming out with its own digital blockchain currency. They can make trillions out of thin air, so they don't care if they run Hollywood and the NFL and women's sports into the ground. Hey, I love women's sports. I love all sports. It's great. I like watching the women at the Olympics. Boy, I love watching the pole vaulters. Love watching those beautiful, strong bodies. But it doesn't matter because I won't tune into it because everything is a lecture. I won't watch men's sports. I won't watch women's sports. Because anytime I try to sit down with a family and watch it, it is laced with crap. So we watch old movies. My kids want to go over to friends' houses and watch the crap. They can do it. But I'm not going to be part of this anymore. And the real thing we can do is vote with our dollars and pull back from this and not support it. It's like the New York Times and all these other big groups at the Washington Post are bankrupt. But they've got big, powerful billionaires behind them that are propping them up. Infowars is Supported by you. And that's why I always say I am in your hands. And that's because I am in your hands. And this is an independent media organization powered by we the people. That's why InfoWars is yours. And its destiny lies with you. Now back to Will Johnson, David Knight, and the rest of the crew in Austin, Texas. I am working today on some big secret projects. 
And I'll be back in the studio, Lord willing, tomorrow. Infowars.com. Tomorrow's news today. Defending the Republic from enemies, foreign and domestic. It's Alex Jones. Discover trends and global developments years before they happen. Right here on The Alex Jones Show. And now, your host, Will Johnson. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. My name is Will Johnson, and I have the honor and privilege to be sitting here today with Mr. David Knight. So the, the soccer team. Yeah. The soccer team, you know, Alex just was just talking about it before the break. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Well, you know, Will, this is the fourth time the women's, U.S. women's soccer team has won the world championship. Why have we not heard about them when they did it the first, second, and third time? I think it's simply because you've got a Colin Kaepernick figure there, mm. a person of uh, Megan Rapinoe. She is now, uh, this is why everybody is talking about it, why they've made a big deal out of it. It wasn't a big deal the first three times they did it. Now it is. And if you go back to the last time they won the world championship, it was 2015. Two years later, they played an under 15 year old boys team and got beaten five to two. <laughs> then they played, went on in the tournament and they beat the Russians. So, I mean, they weren't a really weak team by world standards of the women's soccer. And then two years later, they win the, uh, the uh, soccer uh, thing again. But now it's all because uh, the fact that they are protesting president Trump. This is why the corporate media is making a big deal out of it. That right there, that only. And I said, because they're being paid for by the taxpayers. And we're told all the time that we have to just shut up and go away because the Internet is now owned by a, lot of, uh, by a handful of giant private corporations. Uh, they now own the Internet. And so we should, should just shut up and get off of the public square if they say so. Well, okay, by those same rules, uh, since the U.S. taxpayer owns the U.S. women's soccer team, can we tell these people to shut up and go away? <laughs> I mean, I'm not about censorship. Look, I'm fine if she wants to protest this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, but, uh, you know, th- this is the double standard that we see is what I'm pointing out. It, it is. It is. I, I, I completely agree with you. How, how do you so how do they expect to get paid the same amount when they don't bring in the same amount? Is it just because they're taxpayers? They just want to, you know, increase the taxes on the American people oh, and yeah. just give them more money that way, regardless so maybe in that case, instead of increasing the pay for the women, how about decrease the pay for the men? That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not going to be market based. I mean, look at like uh, uh, the World Soccer Championships aren't really market based anyway. In spite of the fact that Nike goes out there and uses this as an opportunity to make money off of their anti-Americanism, off of their anti-Trump. Nike simply they mm, just hate mm. Trump. They hate America. Mm-hmm. And I said this a long, long time ago. I mean, everybody's saying, well, look, see, this wasn't about the police uh, situation at all. No, of course it wasn't about the police situation. If it was about the police situation, you would have these leaders who are pushing back against this. They would say, uh, look, there's a higher percentage of black people that have abuse of the system of the police, but there's more 
white people in terms of absolute numbers. So let's get the black people together and the white people together and let's decide how we are going to control the system. And we've got bad actors. How do we purge them out of the system instead of allowing them to stay in the system? But they don't want to solve that problem. They want to use that as a means to divide Mm -hmm. people. That's what it's always been about from day one. It's also been about the uh, Marxism that tries to deconstruct our culture. And now you can clearly see that with this Betsy Ross situation Mm -hmm. and the fact that Nike immediately jumps in and says, well, we need to have equal pay. Uh, You know, they're being criticized in France for being too white. Uh, this this women's <laughs> soccer team. You, you can't win. Once you go down this path of let's divide everybody by demographics, uh, even the women's soccer team can't win that fight, ultimately. Yeah, and, you know, I was they just put up on a screen, I was going to talk about uh, how the, the stadium was chanting equal pay, equal mm-hmm. pay, equal mm-hmm. pay. You know, maybe everyone chanting F Trump, F Trump. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Came back and said, we're ashamed to be Americans. It's like, well, I'm ashamed you're an American. Yeah. You know, I mean, (laughs) exactly. I mean, why don't everybody that was in the stadium go ahead and pay another hundred bucks on their ticket? Exactly. So so the equal pay will come in. I guarantee everyone in the stadium said, no, I don't want to pay an extra hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, our ticket should be free, you know, mm-hmm. because the whole socialism thing and the whole soccer thing, they want to make everything free. They want to steal our money, taxpayer dollars, mm-hmm. and just pay for everything. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the other countries say, well, you know what, because America, you should pay for everything. So when we have games, you should pay for that, too. That's right. That's right. I mean, what's well, to stop them from doing it? You have men's sports that people willingly pay what I consider to be exorbitant prices to go watch uh, men play a boys sport, right? (laughs) I'm not interested in spectator sports. That's why I'm in politics. It's not a spectator sport. But people pay big ticket prices to go watch these contests. They don't do that for women's sports. That's true. Okay. Why is that? Maybe they should uh, take a look at that. But they're not going to approach this from a market standpoint. They're just going to demand that they get equal results. Uh, They're not going to... uh, try to figure out what the public wants yeah exactly oh. you know let's talk is this is still related to the soccer but the whole point of them dropping the flag and then you had to have one of them come mm-hmm. and snatch it up really quick um trying to prevent it from being on the ground too long but the the point that she abs- she dropped it in the first place trying to celebrate doing their little dance mm-hmm. whatever it is their celebration dance and they dropped the flag i mean so they they're already disrespecting america that's right. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe because foosball is not a, a, a traditional American sport. Maybe that's the reason why they felt comfortable doing it. I don't know the reason why she would drop it in the first place on the national scene like that on the national level. Well, she knows that this is going to give her a Nike contract. You know, if, if you spit in so the face disrespect, of America, disrespect you spit in the America. face of Trump, yes. you're going to get a Nike contract. Uh, it's just that simple. Uh, so that's yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah. Talk bad, talk, talk bad about America, and we'll, right. give you, we'll give you some extra perks. That's right. But, you know, this whole, again, this whole identity politics stuff comes around because they're being criticized for being too white. But take a look at what's happening across women's sports, and we've talked about this over and over again. You know, whether it's track and field or whether it's this particular team playing under 15-year-old boys, you know, they, they're, women are having uh, you know, problems, college-age uh, women, are very concerned about the fact, or people even in high school who want to get a college scholarship said, look, I've worked very hard at this sport, and I can't get any recognition because I'm getting, uh, we've got people coming in here, transgender male or females, or I, yes. I get confused, guys who, ident- biological guys who say they're females. They're coming mm-hmm. in and they're winning all the sports, right? And so that's unfair, fundamentally unfair, 
to women, to girls who are working really hard to get a scholarship, to go to college or whatever. And uh, so all of these policies come back around to them. You know, once you go down this path of saying we're going to uh, not have things based on merit, but we're going to base things on demographics, then you start to have these fights. And that's the whole point. They want people fighting over demographics because they've the whole Marxist tactic has been to get people in the past to fight over different classes mm-hmm. that worked in Europe that was very uh, stratified by classes. Here in America, it didn't work. So you had people like Bill Ayers and others, uh, the Weather Underground, saying, hey, this uh, class warfare is not working. Let's use race warfare. And they were the ones who started promoting this white skin privilege. Mm. And that's where we are today. Yeah, You got into education. That's where they're pushing all this. You know, and, and that was... Part of the whole topic when I was talking about earlier, how the left come up with all these crazy things on how mm-hmm. to divide us mm-hmm. and they use it when they don't have anything concrete to stand on. Let's just kick up something insane. Yeah. Racism, yeah. something to divide us, something that is a hot topic button that people will talk about instead of the real issues. Well, we got to make sure that divided they fall. Yeah, exactly. Of- <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, <clears throat> When we come back from the from the break, let's talk a little bit about Ross Perot if we can, because yeah. yeah. I know um, he was because he he's, had united we stand right. Yeah, he he's was all be, about uniting people. He was before my like time, Trump. and yep. you're you're just a little bit more mature than oh, yeah. I am, just a little bit, Ross just Perot. a little bit. So you, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about Ross Perot. But you know, I think what's happening across the world is becoming the they're trying to make it the norm to talk bad about America, to talk bad about President Trump. And to make themselves look good, like they're so brave and so strong standing up against a neo-Nazi white dictator that's sitting in the Oval Office. And that's the way they're pushing it, which we all know is not true. Everybody loved Trump, especially the hip hop world. I want to be like Trump. I want to be like Trump until Mm -hmm. he became president, ran as a Republican. And then, of course, again, President Trump being a white man, a Republican, doing stuff for black people, not just black people, but black people are benefiting. Of course, the Democrats want to come in and they want to change all of it. They want to destroy everything that he is doing because he's not only helping white people, brown people, but he's helping black people. And to the Democrats, that is a problem. All right. My name is Will Johnson. This is the Alex Jones Show. We'll be right back after this break. Finally, there's a way for you to get into the blockchain, the hottest financial sector without all the speculation. Now, enjoy a 27% annualized payment each month without the ups and downs of Bitcoin. Seen on programs broadcast on Fox Business News, blockchain data centers offer an equipment leasing program in the explosive digital asset marketplace. Inspired by entrepreneurs who sold picks and shovels during the gold rush, the money is in the mining equipment used to manufacture dozens of critical digital assets. Not a security IPO or note, blockchain data centers have approved turnkey equipment sale leaseback program with a 27% annualized lease payment deposited into your bank account each month. Don't miss this one. Stake your claim today. Call 800-600-3388. That's 800-600-3388. These valuable lease contracts won't last long. Call now. 800-600-3388. 800-600-3388. Equipment offer poses a financial risk to owners. Consult with financial professionals before purchasing. Not an offer to buy or sell a security which requires an offering document. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. All right, welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. My name is Will Johnson, sitting in with David Knight. It's an honor to be a guest on the AJ Show, the Alex Jones yeah. Show, and oh, yeah. to be sitting here with you. Um, we've been talking about many different topics. Um, <clears throat> I just uh, One of the producers just handed me uh, an article here. I'm not sure how it was controversial, but they were talking about a Swedish... Uh, here it is. A... Um, a migrant gang uh, shoved gun into a Swedish boy's mouth and it stirs controversy. I'm not sure how that stirs up controversy. It's, it's completely insane. It should, it's wrong is wrong, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. And someone's shoving a gun. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, but he's a, he's a, he's a migrant. It's okay. It's okay. Migrants are okay, no matter how bad they are, no matter the insane things that they do. Oh, it's just like Antifa. You look at these little skinny kids uh, dressed in black with black helmets on, and they can do whatever they want, right? They go up mm-hmm. and smack, uh, you know, some guy wearing a MAGA cap in the face, and it's the MAGA cap guy that's uh, hateful, and he deserved it because he's wearing a MAGA cap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, I wear MAGA hats, you know, MAGA yeah. hats. So uh, actually, on my on my personal website, unitedamericafirst dot com, I sell them on there, and and I've had white liberals attack me. So I'm like, how dare you wear that hat or sell that hat? And they're like, you're just trying to get uh, people to buy them. You know, I mean, this is look at this. This is insane. And yeah. so, what yeah. what's the controversy in that? What 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 is that? Because he's a white male, I mean, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. is that yeah. what you're not is supposed that, to is point that, out that they commit crimes? Because you know, you, you're not supposed to point out the crimes of certain groups, right? They, yeah, they I mean, it's just pass. like it's just like the uh, the migrant that came across the southern border of America had the young girl with him, and to my understanding, he raped her for over four months, and mm-hmm. then ended up killing her, and they put her in jail, and then you have the left that's trying to defend him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it just makes me think about. All of the insanity that is taking place, but let's let's talk about Ross Perot. 
Um, I think that's the main thing I want to talk about here because um, I think you're going to educate me on him. Well, because I I'm, just I, trying to, I'm just trying to refresh my memory. It's been a while. Okay, <laughs> 1992 was really the year that uh, everybody remembers Ross Pro. That's when he ran as a third-party candidate uh, for presidency. And you know, a lot of things have happened since then. A lot of people have forgotten uh, what that was about. But fundamentally, as I said this morning, you go back and that, that quote about the giant sucking sound that he had, and it was spot on and prophetic. He knew what was going to happen. And what immediately happened, as I said this morning uh, in the show that precedes this one, we had had between the U.S. and Mexico uh, for years before that a rough trade parity. Some years, you know, we would be ahead. Some years they would be ahead. But the spread was never more than 2 to $5 billion. As soon as NAFTA was passed, the trade deficit shot up to $17 billion in the favor of Mexico. It stayed there for two or three years. It's never gotten less than $17 billion, and it's gotten up to $72 billion. Hmm. It is a giant sucking sound. And it's not just Mexico, but it's also the situation with China as well. So he was right to identify that. Of course, you had both Bush and Clinton, who wanted that to go through. The establishment parties wanted that to go through. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of connections between him and between President Trump. And he was right on that issue. President Trump is right on this issue. It's why they attack them. And it was interesting also because you remember, well, the people who uh, go back and look at this, he was ahead in the polls before he dropped out of the race in July. He was ahead in the polls. He was polling at 39%. Bush and Clinton were tied at 24%. Even in the primaries, you had people in states like Oregon and Washington, they're writing in Ross Perot in the primaries. Uh, they wrote him in 13% of the people who are Democrats in Oregon voted for Ross Perot as a write-in candidate, 15% on the Republican side. So he had bipartisan support. He was murdering both of the uh, establishment candidates. And so he said he dropped out in July. He said, I've had threats of violence against my family. And that got a lot of people's attention when he said that. And as things went on, he was saying, yeah, I've been threatened by the CIA, the FBI, and all these other people. Oh, he's crazy. He's Looney Tune, right? The, the FBI and the CIA would never try to overthrow an election. They would never come after somebody who is outside of the political establishment who wanted to shake up things. I mean, he was talking about, he was polling at 39% when he was talking about uh, raising uh, tax, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, raising taxes and cutting spending because he's had a plan to balance the budget in five years. And yet uh, people saw him as a can-do candidate. You know, we had this debacle with Iran, which is really where most people's memory of the history of Iran begins. They don't, most people don't remember to when the CIA overthrew the Iranian elections in the 1950s and put that despot, the Shah of Iran, in, and when the CIA trained the secret police, the Savak, to torture any of his political opposition. They don't remember that. That went on for a couple of decades. All they remember is the blowback from that with the Iranian people that put, you know, that policy went from a hardcore socialist or Marxist. That gave us the Ayatollah. That's how our foreign policy works. But people remember the American embassy being taken over in Iran. And they remember the impotence of Jimmy Carter. And they remember the fact that Ross Perot, and it was memorialized in a movie called, um, uh, what was it, uh, I wrote down, Wings of Eagles, and had Richard Crenna playing Ross Perot. Uh, Ross Perot got his people out of Ron. Hmm. Jimmy Carter didn't. Hmm. So he was seen as a can-do person, a successful businessman. That's why he had that kind of broad uh, support. 
Then he says, well, I've had death threats against my family. Everybody says, oh, he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. Would anybody say that today after what we have seen done to President Trump? I I believe Ross Perot. I believed him then, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, I believe that the CIA and the FBI was capable of that kind of stuff back then. Uh, but I think everybody would believe him today if he were to say that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how anyone would not believe That's right. him today. That's right. After what we just saw for the last three years. Oh, exactly, exactly. And so you had Dan Quayle take point on that and called him, criticized him as a temperamental tycoon. He said, oh, he's just a folk hero. He's got a lot of, uh, you know, they they focus on his character flaws uh, and his eccentricities and that type of thing. Just like same game plan that we see with President Trump. Threaten him, hmm. talk about killing him, mm-hmm. come after his temperamental qualities and so forth. Uh, look, nobody's perfect, uh, but he was a lot better than, than uh, George H.W. Bush or, uh, or uh, Bill Clinton. And so they talked about him, played uh, that aspect up. He got back into the race uh, in October, but he never recovered in the polls. When he came back in, he was in a distant third place. Uh, He didn't win a single state. Uh, The Republicans believe that he cost them the election. No, that didn't cost them the election. What cost them the election was the read my lips promise from George H.W. Bush. That was what he focused his whole campaign on. Just like President Trump said, I'm going to build the wall. Uh, George H.W. Bush said, read my lips, no new taxes. Nobody believed him, really. We were hoping that it was going to be true (laughs) because he had called Reagan's tax cut programs voodoo economics. Mm. And then as soon as he became president, he gave us what was then the biggest tax increase the United States had ever seen. Mm -hmm. And that was essentially what cost him the election. Uh, People have looked at it and said, well, you know, some people say it cost the Democrats more than it did Republicans. Some people say it cut the other way. Uh, but that's the story of Ross Perot. Well, thank you for that. Sure. Like I said, Ross Perot was before my time, and you're just a little bit more mature than I am. <laughs> you have all the information on that. Hey, I want to thank everyone for staying with us, sticking with us. We will be back after this break. Um, David Knight, uh, you come on after the Alex Jones show, right? No, I come on in the mornings at 8 o'clock. Oh, Central, my bad. O'clock it's the War Room. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. You found it, the tip of the spear. It is The Alex Jones Show with Will Johnson. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Alex Jones Show. My name is Will Johnson. It is an honor and a privilege to be sitting in this chair as a guest host for the AJ Show. Um, so in this next segment, we are going to have Ben Garrison on with us. Beautiful artwork that he has created, uh, the memes, the, 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 the message that he puts across uh, has absolutely ticked off the left. So I already automatically love this man. I mean, he does everything. He's fighting against the left. I mean, he everything he's putting out from what I've been seeing has been completely accurate. Nothing has been a lie. Um, he's just putting out his story, his message. And I wish I could draw half as well as he does. So without further ado, Mr. Garrison, thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's an honor. It's an honor. So let me ask you this. What? So a lot of people already know who you are. How did you get started in doing the um, the memes and the, the graphics like this, and why did you do it? Well, I got started 10 years ago. That's why we just uh, put out a, uh, a big coffee table book to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of drawing cartoons. I say our because my wife, Tina, also occasionally draws cartoons, but I started drawing them in 2009 as a way to protest the, the uh the banker bailout, the great banker bailout, where everybody got bonuses, taxpayer bonuses to uh, get, and the bankers got rewarded for their criminal acts. That's what it boiled down to, and I got very angry. That's when I started listening to Alex Jones about that time, too, and I would listen to him, and he was just a fountainhead of great metaphors and very um, visually oriented language, and I, I would hear him say something, and I would think to myself, well, that's a cartoon. I got to draw it, and the first one I did that he said was... Um, was the uh, March of Tyranny, where I showed two legs marching along, connected by the Federal Reserve at the top pyramid. That's one of my more most famous cartoons. Well, that was something based on something Alex said, but that was my first viral cartoon, and that came about in uh, 2010. And um, I've been drawing them ever since, but you know, I've had a quite a rocky road to start out with because I got attacked by trolls and. Uh, Got my reputation ruined, and I I went through a lot of uh, a lot of pain and suffering until we finally turned it around uh, when Trump was elected in 2016. That's when my wife Tina and I we decided we we're just going to draw more cartoons instead of giving up. We'll just draw more and more of them hmm. and see what happens. And what happens? What happened was it became a big success, and I'm really shocked because it's very difficult to be. Um, be able to uh, draw cartoons uh, for a living. So I'm able to do that now, which is very gratifying, especially after all the money they cost me for many years. Yeah, you know what? It's beautiful artwork. I wish I could just, like I said, I wish I could do just a quarter. Uh, you know, I can't even draw a straight line. <laughs> I'll just take practice. You know, I draw all the time. And so if you want to be an artist, if anybody out there wants to be an artist, you could do it. It just, you got to draw every day. It's just like a musician. You have to practice every day. So, you know, I've been drawn pretty much all my life. And uh, when I first started out, I was lousy. And I, you know, a lot of people still think I am. But, I, you know, I had to endure a lot of criticism, a lot of what I call inertia. There's a, the voice of inertia always tells you negative things to keep you from doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you have to overcome this voice of inertia. The inertia tells you, well, do it later. Procrastinate. Don't do it now. No. When I hear feel that inertia, I tell myself, no, we're going to do it now. You know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, do it, do it now. <laughs> do it now, yeah. So let me ask you, have you ever drawn one where it was, you know, could be uh, perceived as being anti-American? 
No. No. So the only reason why I ask, because, you know, if you if you draw everything that is pro-American, they're not going to be happy with you. Obviously, they're not happy with you now because you're drawing stuff that's pro-American, that's pro-Trump. Um, you show your love for the country through these cartoons that you're drawing, which are just absolutely beautiful. And you're getting the left to attack you. So it only means that you're doing the right thing, my opinion, because just like me speaking out, being a black male and I speak out against what the left is doing, they attack me. I've, I've had the death threats. Um, it's almost to the point to where it's just a normal thing. And if I'm not getting the death threats, I'm not doing my job. So you doing the cartoons, I'm pretty sure the, with all the attacks that you received, have they have, what, what has been the most, uh, I guess the most attacks that you have received just because you simply draw a cartoon? Well, yeah. I mean, and, and in the early days that really bothered me, I hated being called a Nazi. I hated being called a racist and I would do, I would, I kind of actually, I went into like a virtue signaling mode to prove to the world that I wasn't a racist and a Nazi. And I wrote a book that was a flop because the book is predicated on me being a virtue signaler, trying to defend myself. And then after that flopped, I said, to heck with it. I don't care anymore. And I sort of got to this point where people can say whatever they like, and it doesn't bother me at all. I've kind of grown a thick hide that I didn't have before. And I sort of developed a little grace after all the all the insults that I feel. That and like you, I got, you know, a lot of you get a lot of flack when you're over the target and you get insulted and you get death threats. I've got all that. As a matter of fact, here's the, the, the socialist democratic, the democratic socialist left, their arguments really boil down to insults. And I, I have a little list here. I, I typed up a little list of all the insults I've been called and I'll just go down the line. Okay. So when I first started drawing anti Obama cartoons, I of course was called a racist. When I questioned his birth certificate, I was called a birther. When I drew anti-Hillary cartoons, I was called a sexist. When I criticized, uh, criticized taxpayer-funded abortion, I was called anti-feminist and misogynist. When I criticized the idea of America giving out free stuff to everyone on earth, I was called a hater. When I drew anti-open border cartoons, I was called a xenophobe. When I drew anti-Sharia law in America cartoons, I was called an Islamophobe. When I criticize the trans craze, that's called a bigot. When I criticize vaccine abuse, that's called anti-science. When I criticize Al, Al Gore and his global warming, that's called a climate denier. And when I praise Trump for his America first nationalism, that's called a Nazi. But especially when I drew, when I, and this has been ongoing, when I draw anti-Federal Reserve cartoons, I'm always constantly smeared as, an, as anti-Semitic. And I'm not anti-Semitic. But the fact that Soros is out there, uh, you know, pulling the strings and the Rothschilds are pulling his strings. These people exist mm -hmm. and they're not they're not doing good things for humanity. When when you criticize them, it's almost like a knee jerk reaction. You're you're, you're sub supposedly to be this raging anti-Semitic. Well, I'm not anti-Semitic and I'm not going to let any of these names that they call me stop me from drawing more cartoons. And, they're you know, that's just the way it is. I. Uh, this this is what happens when you when you uh, are effective, like you said. You get you get a little bit effective, you get a little notoriety, and boy, they come out of the woodwork to attack you. But this cartoon is not. This is not uh, a conspiracy theory. This is fact. I mean, the Rothschilds were. They've been for centuries. Um, on both sides of wars profiting. They control the purse strings of the the royalty and the governments. They're always behind the scenes. 
they're not some they want to make it so that there's some kind of a it's some sort of a conspiracy theory that they even exist well they do exist they they were instrumental in helping uh, start the federal reserve which uh, you know started a vile system of debt money in this country that's been stripping away money from Ameri hardworking americans for over a decade or uh, over a century so I'm going to continue to speak out the Federal Reserve. They can call me all the names in the world they want. It's not going to stop me. You know, so instead of them taking the message that you're putting into the cartoons, they want to take it and twist it to try to say something completely different. What is not. And this is it's like the normal tactic of the left. You know, they take everything and twist it instead of just looking at what it is. The message that you have in the cartoon, which is completely accurate. I've, all the cartoons that I've looked at that I've seen, and I didn't even realize they were yours until today, which is, and I've seen so many of them and, and seen many of them go viral. They're not looking at the message. I think maybe it is that they are looking at the message. They just don't want people to recognize what the message is. So they deflect and try to get everyone to look at something else than what the truth is. So right after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to talk more with Ben Garrison about the cartoons and how he is doing today in this fight against the tyrannical left. So Alex Jones. I just want listeners to understand money is what allows us to beat this and stand against this. And we're seeing a lot of orders right now with the Save InfoWars 50% off, but we make only like five, ten dollars on higher marked up stuff. We're making like two dollars on the toothpaste at that price. And we're moving a ton of it, okay? But you move a couple hundred thousand dollars or something and you get twenty thousand dollars. That doesn't pay for all the infrastructure, the bandwidth, the lawyers, the crew. So we need to sell millions and millions and millions of dollars of product. I want to expand, not contract. And for six months, we've not just been at a standstill. The enemy's been winning. And I have labored and labored and labored and labored on this. I like to be expanding. I like to be winning. I like to be fighting. And we are winning the info war. That's why we're so hated. But we need to be retreaded. We need to be tuned up. We need to be fixed up. We never have time to get into dry dock. We got a lot of holes shot at us. And the enemy wants to silence us. Then they're really going to plant child porn on us. Then they're going to kill me or you or anybody else. I mean, the Democrats now are going into a full revolutionary fervor funded by foreign banks and the Chicom. So go to InfoWarStore.com. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day -day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. 
Welcome back. My name is Will Johnson. I am sitting in for Alex Jones on the InfoWars show. Um, today we have Ben Garrison with us. Where we're talking about the cartoons that he's created. I can't even... I have a marker and I'm like, how can I do this? I can't do it. I can't do it. And just the different shades. I like, you know, I do some graphics, but not nearly anything as good as Ben Garrison. Um, Ben, so you've been doing this for about 10 years and you started off and you've done everything that's been pro-American. And now you're doing stuff that's pro-Trump and you've been attacked. I've been attacked. And. Because we've both, you know, we've both been attacked because we we show our support for America. We show our support for President Trump. And, you know, with all the attacks coming and then they like I was talking about in the last segment, how they take everything instead of just looking at the message. When in your cartoons, your message, the message is so accurate. And I think that's the problem that they have with it, because it, it it attracts children to look at the cartoon for one and children are not dumb. They will grab onto what you're saying in these messages. So what is, what is the, I guess, what's the ratio between adults and children that look at your graphics or do you even know the statistics on that? Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what our demographics really are. Um, we've got, you know, I think we've got close to 180,000 Twitter followers now, which is pretty incredible. Of course, you know, I think we're shadow banned half the time. But you know, you you use the word uh, how the how the the left likes to deflect things. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what they do. But they use a word for it. They always say, I, I noticed this common trend because I got somebody write me the other day and use the same word, and the word is dog whistle. Well, this cartoon is a dog whistle for this. It's a dog whistle for anti-Semitism, or it's a dog whistle for racism, or it's a dog whistle for whatever insult they attach to it. So in other words, they want to hijack the cartoon and say, well, this is what it really means, and what it really means is what they use, whatever insult they use to attack you, to get you kicked off of social media, to get your employers to fire you, to get you know, basically to uh, deplatform you and uh, and make you broke, and that's that's something that um, a lot of people are afraid of now because they're afraid if they get and 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 use their free speech, they might say something offensive. And you know, it's it's a way they they do this to limit our free speech, and and they keep it keeps getting pared down where you can only say. You know, for once, I, you know, I got banned from Facebook once for saying tranny instead of trans. You can't say tranny. You have to say trans. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's no such thing as a trans anyway. I mean, a man cannot be a woman. I mean, that's just impossible, scientifically impossible. But you're supposed to pretend and go along with this delusion. But that's just a, that's just a um, something that I always go through. But it's funny how this word dog whistle always comes up because they want to hijack what I'm drawing instead of saying, this is what it means. It's right in front of you. No, it really means this. <laughs> It's funny how they operate. <laughs> it is. I was talking with David Knight how, you know, every time something comes out, they like, for example, Fourth of July, they're trying to say that it was racist. It's all about President Trump instead of it being about America. They tried to make everything out to be racist. Same thing with Nike. Um, you know what? Actually, the producers here. Uh, I, so I have some shades or not shades. But these are my glasses. And. These are I purchased these before 
um, the whole Nike thing came out and I'm going to do this on camera. Maybe we can get a docu cam shot here of me doing this. So this is, these are Nike glasses. I had no idea that Nike would be doing this. So I'm going to mark it out because I can't support uh, an organization that is so anti-American. And I'm going to mark these out until I can afford to buy some new glasses. I mean, I didn't know this, you know, I mean, what's, what's really sad because they're they're pretty decent glasses. I guess it's the lens that really count, <laughs> not the not the frame. So but anyways, what what is what's what's so how do you how do you get inspired to to draw the cartoons that you do? I mean, what what you know, like, oh, this happens. And then what's the process like? Oh, that's good. And then you go with it. Well, the process, and this is the difficult thing, is trying to come up with the idea. But um, as a commercial artist, I was, you know, had my own commercial art business for about 20 years, and I was trained to think in um, uh, visual metaphors. So I think in terms of cliches and metaphors that can be made new again. So that's kind of a foundation. But I, a lot of people think I'm I'm funny, and I'm really not funny. I'm a real serious, you know, not, I'm kind of an angry guy more than funny. I, I can't think of anything more difficult than get on a stage and try to entertain people as a comedian. That's got to be tremendous pressure. So I never I never consider anything, any subject or topic that I'm going to make a cartoon about. My first thought is never, well, how can I make this funny? Too many cartoonists do that. They they want to just they just want to boil it down to some funny gag. Whereas I try, I want to go toward more toward uh, satire, and if there's any humor in the cartoon, it's a, it's kind of derived from the satire. And by satire, I mean satire is more of a complex thing. So I, what I want to do is uh, is go after them by means of caricature. I want to mock their sanctimony. I want to to show you know, hey, this I want to in, in a visual form show the corrupt things that they're doing and expose them much like Thomas Nast exposed, um, boss tweed at Tammany hall. Mm. I mean, he, he, that guy was a hero because he almost single handedly took down the, the, the corruption of that was Tammany hall in New York city way back in the 1800s. Mm. So that's sort of what I want to do today. Plus my drawing style harkens back to the old style hundred years ago of editorial cartoons. That's why I draw them by hand. I want to kind of evoke this, old-time American cartoon, yeah, with plenty of labels on it. I know the labels bother everybody, but that's an American tradition. And so I'm kind of a, tr- a real traditional conservative cartoonist. Yeah, not only yeah. that, you're invoking people to think. You're invoking people to, like, look at something that they're not being presented, you know, with by the mainstream media. Let's talk about you being uh, invited to the summit with President Trump. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty surprised, uh, you know, I— but when you get invited by the president, you've got to go, right? So I, okay, if I'm going to go to Washington D.C., you know, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a big wallet. But if you're going to go to Washington D.C., you've got to stay at the Trump International Hotel, right? So that's what I, I booked a couple nights there, and I'm going to fly out tomorrow. And it's kind of, it's really exciting and surreal at the same time. I mean, I, I sure don't know how to solve the problem of, um, you know, the, the social media censorship, but. I will sure keep my eyes, my eyes open and my ears open to any kind of cartoon fodder that can come from anybody's suggestion. I'll, I'll draw it. Yeah, I would if I, I, you know, I've been to the White House twice and I would love to, you know, 
talk directly to President Trump like one on one and tell him that, you know, the censorship because it's taking place that many people that are sharing his his posts, his tweets, they're being shadow banned to where a lot of people can't see it. And the main reason why they're doing that is because they want the American people to believe that President Trump does not have the support from the American people or the American people are not supporting President Trump. So and I'm pretty sure when you go there that you're going to get a whole bunch of ideas on different cartoons to draw after this. I can just see that coming. And I would love to be uh, to love to see some of these that you're going to produce. So have you have you thought about any before you're going or have you started on any for the summit about the censorship? Because I would love to see that. No, I haven't. I haven't yet, but I, I definitely will. I mean, I'm just, I'm still, it's all kind of surreal to me. I mean, I just, am I really going to go to the White House? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was kind of worried yesterday. Well, maybe Trump's going to rescind his invitation because everybody's <laughs> trying so hard to, you know, I, I am, I'm a libertarian. I'm, I'm, I like the constitution. Um, you know, I support uh, a wall on our Southern border, but mostly I think Trump's biggest accomplishment thus far is keeping us out of war. I mean, the, the way he handled the Iran situation was brilliant. And if he could keep doing that, I mean, uh, he'll have my my lasting devotion because that's the most important thing is to keep us out of another war, especially a world war, which a lot of these, uh, you know, neocons and central banker types, that's what they want. That's what the, that's what Hillary would have had us in a war by now. And yeah. if you think was elected do you think jeffrey epstein would be going down no way yeah absolutely no. maybe that might be a good cartoon saying that you know showing that trump is pulling away the suitcase and and the left is probably trying to take the suitcase from him so they can start a war something yeah. i don't know that was just just an idea i would love to see something i'm pretty sure you can think of something the wheels are turning so this is the alex jones show my name is will johnson we have ben garrison with us um i don't know if you can stay with us ben we'll see um we'll talk more after the break all right see you in a minute Second American Revolution is happening now. It's worldwide against the globalist, the American system versus the anti-human, anti-God world government. Ladies and gentlemen, any war to be successful needs funding, and we make it easy. That's why we're launching our biggest sale yet, 1776 Worldwide. Bigger than our Christmas specials. 75% off is the best deals with a lot of our best-selling items at that price, down to 25% off. And on top of it, we have a dozen items, including all apparel, for $17.76. So stock up and fund the Info War today in the $17.76 Worldwide Special, exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. I thank you for your support. The globalists hope you don't. Whatever you do, choose what side you're on and take action. <laughs> 